within us, according to Jesus, and how God already moves in the direction of brokenness, bringing life to dead areas. So you'll remember the vision Ezekiel had in Ezekiel chapter 47, the further the river flowed from the temple, the larger it got, making the salt water fresh and nourishing the plant life. Why? Because the river flowed from an abundant source. The river had unlimited reach and it had undeniable impact. If you call Causeway home, we will always point you to God as the only source of life and of love. We as a church and as individuals will extend beyond the border of these four walls into our community and we pray that God will impact our community, our neighborhoods, our circle of influence, even us, with this life-altering flow. But how do we get there? So some of you might remember the popular 80s sitcom, Cheers. Do you remember that? I want to go where everybody knows my name. That was the theme song. Cheers showed us that home wasn't just a house with a family, but it was a place to belong. And for them, belonging was found as they interacted with others from different backgrounds. They listened to their stories. They got involved in their lives and, and knowing who they were. And so for some, this is in your home. But for others, we find this in communities like a book club, or a woodworking group, a gardening group, even church. And so as we look at the year ahead, I want us as Causeway Christian Assembly to be this place. I know home looks different for everyone, but in our context right here, I want us to give consideration to home as a place where people grow, where they are known and they belong, and from which they are launched. Those three things, grow, belong, and launch, these are the three things that will guide what we do and how we do it in the year ahead. So I got a call last week that the couch that we had ordered was ready to be delivered a little bit sooner than, than it was expected. That was great. It was wonderful to hear that news, except for one thing. It meant the old couch had to go. No big deal, right? Except it was. It was a big deal. This was the first couch that we bought when we moved to Edmonton from Korea. This was the couch we had before our children were even a glimmer in our eyes. This was the couch that we sat on when we called our parents and let them know that we're going to be grandparents. This was the couch that we sat on as, as Sam would lay on her shoulder and later Jasmine and we would rock them to sleep. This was the couch that we snuggled up on to watch movies, to listen to what happened to their day, and to nurse them back to health on some occasions. This couch we dragged across the country 
through five homes. This couch is in many a photo as we grew from a family of just the two of us to three of us and now finally to four of us and a dog. As our kids grew to now they're in grade 7 and grade 10. So when I heard that the new couch was going to be delivered on Saturday, I couldn't help but sit on the old couch. Okay, I laid across it in despair. As I thought about the years gone by, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you're probably thinking, girl, you need a new couch <laughs> if it's been through all of that. You know, it wasn't just stuff to me. It was so much more than that. But that's what happens in our homes. Things get old. They get broken. They wear out. And people, well, people grow. In the year ahead, as we continue to call Causeway Assembly home, and as other people come to call Causeway Assembly home, my prayer is that this will be a place where we can grow. I'm not talking about growing up, growing old in years, although that will happen. But I'm talking about growing up as a disciple of Jesus who grows in our relationship with God and in relationship with others. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. Christ gave those gifts to prepare God's holy people for the work of serving to make the body of Christ stronger. This work must continue until we are all joined together in the same faith and in the same knowledge of the Son of God. We must become like a mature person, growing until we become like Christ and have his perfection. The ki this kind of growing is about discipleship. It's about intentionally growing in our relationship with God as we read his word, as we pray, as we attend Sunday gatherings, as we learn about living a generous life, as we're baptized in water, as we're filled with the Holy Spirit. It's about deciding to let, to let ourselves be discipled by God, not by the world. There's so much around us these days that can affect the trajectory of our spiritual well-being. But if we choose to grow as a disciple or as a student of Jesus, we can be intentional in our spiritual growth. And we can even bring others alongside of us as we disciple them as well. In fact, making disciples can also serve as a catalyst for growing as a disciple ourselves. But first, what's a disciple? Well, a disciple is defined as a student of something. In our case, it's Jesus. It's like an apprentice. You can imagine that Jesus didn't hand his, his disciples a book from which to study or uh, enroll them in a Bible college class or a distance ed course. He simply invited them to follow him. And when we saw those young men along the water, he simply said, come follow me. And they did. No questions asked. Immediately, they went. 
spending all of their time with him, seeing how he interacted with people, watching how he ate, how he spent time with his father, what he did when he was angry, tired, or sad. They tracked closely with him. In Jesus' day, a disciple or a student would follow along with their rabbi day and night, hanging on everything they said and did. They were described as, being, as covering themselves in the dust of the rabbi. This image came from the idea that the, the students would walk so closely behind the rabbi that the dust of his feet would kick up onto their clothes and they would be covered in, their, in the dust of the rabbi in front of them. When you're that close to someone, you have no choice but to have their habits become your habits. Their ways become your ways. The way they care for people be the way that you care for people. Francis Chan in his work, Multiply, talks about the point of being a disciple of Jesus, and that is to imitate him to carry his ministry, and to become more like him in the process. To me, that's growth. That's what a disciple is and what a disciple does. And a disciple grows. Sometimes a little, but sometimes a lot. But growing is always the goal. So there's a couple of ways that we can support a growth mindset here at Causeway. One is to take back the home. If we've learned one thing this year, it's that we cannot rely on gathering here on site as our sole source of growth as a disciple of Jesus. That's why we need to take back the home as the discipleship hub. That takes on a variety of different looks, but one of them, you'll, you've already done this with the 21-day prayer package. You know, you took that home and you were able to uh, dis be discipled at home while tracking along with the greater congregation. If Sunday is our only source of spiritual nourishment, we're going to miss out. Our relationship with God is not one hour a week investment. Because there are 167 other hours in a week in which we can grow as a disciple of Jesus. It's ongoing. It's a daily walk that takes intention and effort on our part. And we want to support you with that, like with initiatives like the 21 Days of Prayer, sermon talking points, scripture memory, whatever that form looks like as we go into the fall and beyond. Another way to look at uh, supporting spiritual growth is in our Sunday gatherings. Our Sunday gatherings are not to be the only source for discipleship, but they are a large part of it, right? And I want this moment, this hour and a half, however, we're here, however long we're here, to be the highlight of your week. I want us to provide clear and relevant teaching that you can apply not just on Sunday, but on Monday morning and all throughout the week. This is God's word that we're teaching, and he promises it will never return void. But I also see Sundays as a bridge to weekly discipleship. 
an opportunity for us to gather, to worship together, to hear from God's word, all in the context of community before we head out into the mission field that is Selwyn Township and beyond. A third way we support spiritual growth is through groups. I know that you've already had groups going here in the past. We're going to continue with that. Groups allow us to live out the Acts 2 model of church. Groups don't have to be contained to this building, especially since we're uncertain about what the future holds as we head into the fall. And groups provide a space for us to grow in relationship with God and with others. Groups take on many different forms. But one thing I know for sure is that spiritual growth happens best in the context of community. And I know you people here at Causeway know how to live in community. So whether we're meeting online, we're in a living room, at a coffee shop, or right here on site, groups lead to discipleship and spiritual growth. So after the service this morning, Marg is going to be at a table out there. We have two groups that are starting up in October. One is a ladies' group and then a men's breakfast. So talk to Marg after the service and she'll give you some information about that or you can sign up and we will get information to you. This year, I want us to grow in our personal relationship with God as disciples of Jesus. These are the building blocks that help us get there. The second thing, belong. You know, when Jasmine was born, and I was on maternity leave from my full-time job, I, caught, I got a little bored. Is it okay to say that? I got a little bored, and, and being inside all the time, it just wasn't my cup of tea. So I needed an outlet. I needed something else to do, so I got a part-time job while I was on maternity leave, <laughs> if you can imagine. And in my short time working there, I came to know some of the staff, and, and I still exchange friendly comments when, we, when I'm shopping there and so on. But I was amazed on this one particular occasion when I was checking out, one of the managers walked by me. It had been some time since I had left. And one of the managers walked by me, she called me by name, and said hello. Now I was, I was astounded. I couldn't believe that she remembered my name, much less that she used it to greet me. There was just something so welcoming, so kind. It made me feel like I was known. It made me feel like I belonged right there at the checkout of the superstore. In the day and age in which we live, I know we can watch any church service we want online. Uh, whether it's on our computers or on our TV screens, whatever it is, we can watch it. But what we can't find in that moment, we can't find a place where we are known. And it'd be hard to find a place that we belong. The early church in Acts really hit the nail on the head, Acts chapter 2. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. 
All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to everyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple's courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Teaching and prayer, fellowship and eating together, these are familiar, these are common practices for followers of Jesus. They have been since the early church. Fellowship is of particular importance. And this idea of fellowship, or koinonia, as it, is, as it is in the Greek, means a deeper relationship characterized by unity. It's more than just relationship, but it's relationship that leads to unity and to communion with God and with others. A relationship that leads to sharing and to supporting a relationship that leads to contributing to those in need. A relationship that leads to bearing one another's burdens. And ultimately, this kind of relationship creates an environment where people belong and where they are known. This year, if you call Causeway Assembly home, and for those who will come to call Causeway Assembly Home, we want to foster these kinds of relationships where everyone who enters can not only hear relevant teaching from God's word, but they can also find koinonia and a place to belong. We not only want to create space where you want to be, but we want to create space that you also want to bring your friends to, your family to, as well. And I know that we're in a very precarious situation here, and we're unsure from one day to the next if we'll be able to meet. So as we move into the fall, I want us to establish connections that will withstand our limitations, should that be the case. It may start simply by knowing someone's name. But then, you know what that leads to? It leads to sharing one another's burdens and praying together. It leads to being around a table studying God's word together. It leads to grabbing a coffee or a meal outside of church together. And since spiritual growth happens best in the context of community, and community is a place to belong, whether it's on Sunday mornings or in groups or beyond that, we want you to find Causeway Christian Assembly to be a place where you can grow and where you belong. Because you belong here. And so do your friends and your family and your neighbors and your hairdresser and, your, and the grocery store clerk. Finally, let's be a place where, from which we launch people into our communities and around the world to be salt and light wherever we go. You know, I don't really enjoy talking about my kids leaving the nest. Jasmine used to say that she's going to live with us forever. In fact, she offered us a room in the home that we're living in right now. 
and said that Dave and I can have this room in this house and, and she will use the rest of it for her family. How generous. Things change, though. And even the kids know that living with mom and dad forever isn't necessarily where they're going to end up. And as mom and dad, we know that too. Instead of holding them too tightly, we know that in the next couple of years, we will be in the launch phase. Don't tell them I said this, but I know it's coming. I don't have to like it, though, right? Launching is a natural part of parenting. If, if I didn't prepare them to launch well, I may have missed something as a mom. So I'm, we're teaching them, you know, to cook, to clean, to do laundry, those things. But we're also teaching them to be resilient, to fail forward, to always speak truth and spread kindness, because launching is important. If you call Causeway Christian Assembly home, and for those in the future who will come to call Causeway Christian Assembly home, we want this to be a place not only where you grow, not only a place where you are known and belong, but also a place where people are launched from the comfort of our church building and our church community into a community that needs Jesus. You see, a key part of being a disciple of Jesus is making disciples. Jesus, in Matthew 28, commissioned his disciples to do the same thing when he called them to join him at the close of his earthly ministry. He commissioned the disciples to go into all the world and make disciples. And this process of making disciples or discipleship is about bringing someone along, along with us on the journey of being a disciple ourselves, like the teacher and the rabbi. But before we give up and decide, whoa, that's a little bit too much for me, I can't possibly achieve that, well, you're right. That's why discipleship is not about arriving at one place. It's more about a direction that we're facing than a destination. Because on this side of eternity, we will never fully arrive. Paul reminds us of that in Philippians 1.6. God began doing a good work in you, and I'm sure he will continue it until it's finished when Jesus Christ comes again. Not tomorrow or the next day, but when Jesus comes again, that's when we will arrive at our destination. Daniel M. wrote a book called No Silver Bullets, and in it, he talks about how there is no one thing that will help us accomplish this, the fulfillment of this mandate, being disciples who make disciples, outside of being an intentional church. If we are intentional we can have a legacy of impact whereby both the generation that is entrusted to our care right now and our community hears about God. They understand the message of the cross. They, they lean into the truth of Scripture instead of leaning away from it. 
Our children and our grandchildren are counting on us. This community of Selwyn Township, about 17,600 people, are counting on us. Our world is counting on us to live as active disciples of Christ who are passionate about Jesus, about his word, about the mission of the church and the power of the Holy Spirit that can be at work through us. And prior to going into heaven, his earthly work is done. Jesus looks at his disciples and he commissions them. These same men that walked alongside of him, that, that he poured into, that he modeled for. And he tells them in Matthew 28, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Folks, make no mistake about it. This mission, this mission of the church, the capital C church, the mission of this church is to go and make disciples. Last week we talked about go and be rather than come and see mindsets. And what Jesus underlines here in this great commission is that the primary objective of being a disciple of Jesus is making disciples. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus casts a vision for taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. He tells his followers, you will be my witnesses. The gospel or the good news of Jesus was going to spread through them, the disciples. They would equip others who would equip others who would equip others. And Causeway Christian Assembly can be a launching pad for us as disciples of Jesus to go into our homes, into our communities, and sometimes even further, bearing witness to the hope of Jesus Christ. One of the ways we can launch into our community is through an initiative called Random Acts of Four. It's not the number four, it's F-O-R. Sadly, we are at a point in our history where everyone knows what the church is against. We want our community to know what we are for. We want our community to know that we are for families. We are for marriages. We are for local businesses. We are for our seniors and our shut-ins. We are for our community and our community leaders. We are for our schools and our teachers. We are for our food banks. And we want to let our community know this. That's why you will have opportunity to give to this initiative, specifically Random Acts of Four. You've heard it, random acts of kindness, right? When we have enough funds, we can then use some of those funds to demonstrate to our community in a variety of creative and fun ways to let them know that we are on their side, that we are cheering them on, and that we are for them. 
Our first opportunity to give to our community will start from now until Thanksgiving weekend. And we want to support our local food bank. I was recently talking to the food bank and they said one of the things that they're always short on is toiletry items like shampoo, soap, toothbrushes, and toothpaste. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we can cheer on our local food bank and shower them with these items as a random act of four, showing them that we are for them. So over the next week or so, you'll hear more about that. And I want to challenge you to give to this initiative so that we can, here at Causeway Christian Assembly, show our food bank that we support them. And we want to help them as they help our community. Let's show our community we're launching to where they are. And we are on their side. Grow, belong, launch. Those are the things we want to look, the lens we want to look through this year. So welcome home, Causeway Christian Assembly. Welcome home to a place where you can grow, where you can belong, and from which we can launch. Last week we sang the song, Shine, Jesus, Shine. And I've asked Shirley to, to come and lead us in that again. Will you stand with me? And make this a declaration from where you sit today. Kind of a, I'm in. I'm there. I, I get it. I want this place to be a place where people can call home. A place where they can grow. A place where they are known and they belong. And a place where we train up people to go and be disciples, to go and make disciples of all nations, starting right here in Selwyn Township. Are you in this morning? Are you in? I think we should sing that song with some vigor today. Shine, Jesus, shine. Thank you, Shirley. Work in us, started in me, God. I pray that I won't be content with, this, with this, my current status as a disciple of Jesus, but I would desire to grow in relationship with you, to know you more, to understand you more, and to see you move in my life. And then would it go out from there, Father, to impact the community around me, and Lord, I pray that as a church, you would just begin something great in this congregation and that we would see your Holy Spirit move in our midst, not for our necessarily to build us up only, but that also, God, in building us up, it would spill over into those around us. We need you so much, Jesus, right now. Oh, we really need you. We need you to shine in this land and through us. So I pray, God, that you will be with us this week. Holy Spirit, may we chew on these words every day this week and help us to know how to respond personally to the message we've heard today. Go with us as we leave this place. Be exalted, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God